0: This is
1: Welcome back
2: <coughs>
1: <coughs> to the death of Matt by emphysema and SARS. <laughs> And pneumonia, and who knows? Don't forget
2: the Ebola. No, the another.
1: Ebola, yeah. Would you like another one, John Constantine? No thanks, it's already got me. Welcome to Metal Nerdery. We are glad you're here.
2: He's very please.
1: <laughs> Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Metal Nerdery Podcast. Follow along with the show notes at MetalNerdery.com slash episodes like us, share us with a friend. This is Geoff Tate, and I've hijacked this PSA. Enjoy the middle nerdery. These guys are cool. They thanks, Geoff.
2: You kind of ruined our whole flow there, but thanks, man.
1: Sorry about that.
2: Appreciate you just stepping in. This I pan- didn't even know you were here.
1: We're about pan- to talk about some very influential stuff. Thank you very much for listening.
2: Millie must have called you. Millie's a little under the weather, so yeah. we have some guest, uh Thank goodness, some guest hosts. Yeah, give us a break from that guy. Yeah, sometimes.
1: Some- <laughs> He's a good guy, y'all, but I think all the carbs from the pasta really get him hopped up, and it's just, it's too much for him.
2: Something. Gets all sweaty.
1: I mean, he really rocks Shway. out at like the red lobster gigs, but I mean, otherwise, he, he kind of, you know, that that's really where his energy comes from. I know I'm speaking on his behalf, but.
0: All right. so feel better, buddy. What's on the docket? Yeah. Mr. This Hodges. episode,
2: this episode, uh, yeah, your resident nerds here, Matt, Bill, and Adam, once again, talking metal. Uh, this episode is our. Uh, we each picked our top three Maiden albums, so.
1: and, and to be fair, we've been in kind of a Maiden super Maiden nerdery phase lately. I, th- I think kind of kicked off with the show a while back. It just sort of sent us down the Maiden rabbit hole. So
2: yeah, we've pretty much nothing but Maiden for like a month. Yeah. So that's where <laughs> we've been living, just so you're aware. So uh, so yeah, we figured we'd each pick our top three, kind of talk about them a little bit. You'll notice. Uh, I guess a common thread throughout—we all picked Number of the Beast. Spoiler alert: Woe to you. That, so uh, that
1: that had to be a common thread, and of course we did do a uh, a full album dive on that album. Be sure to check that one out; it's quite enjoyable.
2: Absolutely. So I guess without further ado, we will uh, we'll Let's begin with right uh, we'll begin with Bill's picks. Bills picks for maiden. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Insert game show music here.
2: Thank you. Where's, the, where's our canned notes. audience uh, cheering and laughter? Right?
1: <laughs> I think that's coming in post. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Anyway, I'm sure. Well,
2: <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Without further ado, we'll let uh, we'll let Bill talk about his picks.
0: Yeah, I got the number of definitely as number one, and uh, of course, peace of mind, and then the power slave. Those are such two insane follow-ups to Number of the Beast. I mean, it's like...
2: Bill's very chronological. Yes.
1: So Maiden is your very number one. What? Maiden? Not Maiden, Number of the Beast. Sorry. <laughs> yeah,
2: Maiden, Maiden, Maiden.
1: Sorry, it's the night y'all. It's a strong <laughs> drug.
2: <laughs> Fireball doesn't help. Yeah,
1: that's true. <laughs> Although, yes, it does. Shut up. <laughs> yes, it does help. Those three, I mean, those three together, I think that was like a perfect progression for them because that was like each one just got more and more fucking powerful. Yeah. Because it was like Number of the Beast would blow your mind with like the stuff they were doing, even though we, you know, some of the song choices were, were definitely different for Iron Maiden. I mean, they had kind of that progressive edge anyway and that bent, so they kind of moved in a different direction, but they really kind of took off, I think, with Peace of Mind and Power Slave. They kind of really became... They became Iron Maiden. I mean, they were really Iron Maiden on Number of the Beast, but they really became Iron Maiden like a power slave.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I I had, um, you know, as I'm re-listening to them, I think originally I was thinking peace of mind. I, I always, in my brain, I always, I always loved that one. Oh, yeah. 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 And, you know, the more I listen to it, I mean, I still love it, but I, the more I go back to the Number of the Beast, it just, there's a... An aura about that one, yeah. you know, a certain magic. Me right, it takes me right back to whoa to you. <laughs>
1: could be, could <laughs> <it> be. Have <laughs> not the power of Satan.
0: Absolutely not. This message brought to you by, by Satan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it just has that classic album feel, though. I mean, yeah. Number of the Beast is just one of those. Yeah. You, your parents should have it in their catalog. That's how necessary that album is, even if you're not a metal enthusiast.
0: It, yeah, it, it has a a complete different vibe than the ones before it and even Peace of Mind yeah, or yeah, Power absolutely. Slave. It stands its, got its alone. own It's
2: got its own aura too it, it. stands yeah, alone.
0: Yeah. yeah, I mean, Peace of Mind has got its own kind of thing too, but it's really close to Power Slave. You know? But, but band, we talked about that before, how bands kind of write in
1: cycles where it's like there might be albums that sort of pair up. And I think, in a way, Peace of Mind was almost sort of like the the perfect stepping stone from Number of the Beast to Power Slave. Yeah.
2: Well, I, mean, I mean, like, perfect. Yeah. No, we, were, we were talking about album openers. I mean, this one opens with Where Eagles Dare, you know? Uh, I mean, which, which is killer a killer song, fucking opener. <laughs> Unbelievable, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah. Revelations, Flight of Icarus, kind of yeah. one of my personal favorites, Die With Your Boots On. Yeah, that's just, a killer I just one. I love that damn song. I always
1: think of the Live After Death version of that, which I, th- I think was on, like, the Hammersmith side. I don't know if that got cut or if that was... Maybe not. Anyway, I'm waxing nostalgic about the cassette, but
0: it yeah, has a good live song, too. Yeah, I don't know that there's a bad song.
2: I just, I, I kind of have a, I like the, uh, sort of like the last three tracks on the album because they're they're not as well known, you know what right. I mean? They're kind of like the deep cuts, I guess. Join they kind of even got a rocking
1: vibe to them. Yeah, Sun
2: and Steel, The Sun Tame Sun and Steel of Land.
1: definitely has a rocking vibe. It's more like yeah. a, because they kind of got that in later years, but they never really did a lot of that rock and rolly kind of stuff with Iron Maiden, you know, until like the 90s and stuff like that. I was like going to say,
2: no prayer. Yeah,
1: but that song, like Sun and Steel, kind of had that fun, positive, Yeah, almost even like that old Samson shit we were listening to earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, to me, Number of the Beast has more of that than Peace of Mind. Peace of Mind's a little bit darker I don't know if it's darker, but it, it takes me back. The feel know? of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the, the feel mean. of it kind of seems darker to me when I was a
2: kid. Other than
0: uh, Number of the Beast, just seems a little more. It's a little more upbeat. A,
2: no, I agree with that. Yeah, this one is. I don't know how to describe it. it.
1: It's funny that you say that because, like, thinking about even the cover art for Peace of Mind, you, know, you see a guy, in a, you know, Eddie, in a padded room, right, in a straight jacket with chains. I didn't even really think about. Cause remember I saw that as a kid, I was what eleven years old, and then I thought about, okay, the devil was before this, and now they got a fucking crazy guy and a loony bin it kind of freaked me out. I was like, this happens to regular people, like it got me thinking on yeah. that level, which yeah. is crazy, but it does have that kind of dark edge to it
2: yeah another notable for this album was the uh this Nico came in on the drums, so it kind of started the era of the classic. Lineup,
1: up Right, right That so, we all so, so. know and
0: love
2: Yes This kind of was the uh, The album where all of that came together So
0: I'll Tons I'll of him good
2: for it. classics uh,
0: Classic Iron Maiden songs oh, on, yeah. on this one
2: Trooper yeah. Come yeah. on Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And I think
1: they truly proved <laughs> their uh, Progressivosity If that's a word Because, you know To tame a land Seven and a half minutes long Progressive much Yeah I mean, I think they were I think they were like the beginnings of
2: well, I think they were... Progressive uh, the metal. Yeah, I way. mean, I think they kind of showed... With an edge. Because, I mean, it was the early 80s. A lot of the popular rock was, you know, freaking working for the weekend, whatever, you know. hmm Lover boy type.
1: Yeah, hooky, poppy kind hooky, of stuff. Hooky,
2: pop, simple. You know, and Maiden, Maiden comes in with textures. more complex song structures, different textures, darker themes, literary themes, you know. But more musicianship focused, too.
1: I mean, not so just poppy. Right.
2: But so the, yeah, from that aspect I can definitely see where they they probably started bands thinking, Ooh, we can you know, us we can up the ante. We don't have to, you know, play thirty eight special, you know what I mean? So, yeah. <laughs>
1: but to me they just kind of embodied, at least in the early eighties heavy metal, kind of that progressive element. Like taking songs longer and kind of developing them and like the operaticness and all that stuff. That's,
2: yeah, that's I think that's where they really <clears throat> people kind of lumped them and priest together, but I think they kind of started differentiating themselves. I guess in a way, they priest. Made, made, made. Not to say anything of, bad about Priest.
1: But. You think maybe they kind of evolved.
2: Evolutionized?
1: Evolutionized. I was going to say that word. Evoluted? Because it almost evoluted. seems like Maiden <laughs> took the Priest sound and kind of brought it up a step. I didn't think about it before. To me, it's it, completely different. You don't think? I well, mean, like the two guitar thing. I mean, Maiden yeah. took it to where it needed to go, the more melodic, you know, complement each other.
0: I think Priest is more. They're Classic, a little more straight ahead. Yeah. You know. More rock. Yeah. Or more
2: straightforward. Like, yeah, straightforward. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think in a lot of the uh, Thin Lizzy I've been listening to.
1: That may be more it.
2: There is a. If, if you go back and listen to some of the old Thin Lizzy, you can definitely hear some of the influence that, that had to have influenced Maiden. Mm. I mean, the way that Thin Lizzy's guitars were with the twin guitars.
1: Well, and even Thin I Lizzy, mean, the way they wrote some of their melodies, they have that. And I've always thought maidens had this, like this almost minstrel kind of feel, like the, cho- yeah. the choice of notes and the way they play it. It's almost like a galloping minstrel, like if you think about you know, <laughs> like knights and castles minstrel. and dragons. I know that sounds goofy. where do you shit, come up
2: with this shit? I don't know, man. Galloping minstrel. It's got to be the. Is that Nikle. a Monty Python bit? I don't. I mean, I can see that, right? It's got to be the knuckle. <laughs>
1: Hey, you guys, leave him alone. He's, he's feeling a little rough here, but uh, hey, gallop. by the way, this is Sam Elliott. You're listening to the Galloping Minstrel <laughs> on WHAW Radio 99.9. Wah! wah.
0: <laughs> the wah!
1: <laughs> Sorry, that's just fun to do. You know, there was a time, and I, I know you guys probably think I'm full of shit, but I'm absolutely serious. I know you're
2: full of shit. Most <laughs> has, of the time. This
1: has to do with Iron Maiden, not my general nature. <laughs> <laughs> but where I was going, I remember as a kid, maybe even during the daytime, hearing Flight of Icarus and the Trooper on the fucking radio God, on 96 wrong. Rock in Atlanta, Georgia. Have, yes, I did.
2: Wrong. That was that Was I before I moved to Atlanta. No, I lived in a little Small no southern
1: Georgia. I swear it. Someone out there, whoever knows someone at an Isaac Truck, can.
2: I've can heard different this. people talk about here, I've heard our Maiden, different Priest and Maiden back back in the early eighties. I've heard people talk about it but I because don't know. when I heard I those here. songs
0: later, like in high school and shit, I was like, I remember those fucking songs. I mean, I didn't listen to the radio when I was. I listened to it a lot when I was younger, ten and eleven. But yeah, there's no well, way they
1: played that stuff. <laughs> I remember it, dude. I mean, All right. That or I had a psychotic break. Anything's possible, but I have a feeling. I'm pretty, pretty sure because my memory is ridiculous. I don't remember I'll, the shirt I was wearing, I'll, but I'll take your word for it. I'm, I'm pretty certain, but I remember it was awesome. That was my only reaction. It was fucking awesome.
2: You don't remember what shirt you were wearing? That's yeah. usually you remember that kind
1: of. It was probably something that had something my, my sister calls it—you know—shirts with words. <laughs> Like we has something stupid on it, you know. Like some people need a high five in the face.
2: Yeah, peace of mind. uh Eighty
1: four. No, that was eighty
2: three. Eighty three. It's on the uh, top selling metal album. That's right.
1: List. After death was eighty five.
2: Of course, top selling. Yeah, Def Leppard killed it with Pyromania, but
1: yeah, that's a hard one to beat
2: for the. Maiden Asian. is tied for like sixth.
1: <laughs> well, still, we'll, so we'll look
2: who they had to contend with. Yeah, Quiet Riot, Motley Crue, Metallica, Metallica though. Yeah, Bach at the Moon. Kiss. All right. Anyway, we're uh, we're diverging.
1: Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for the divergence. <laughs> Back to Bill's picks.
2: Bill's picks.
0: Matt's <laughs> voice is shot.
2: So uh, yeah.
0: And of course, Power Slave. I mean, come on. Power Slave was cool. I always thought
1: Power Slave had a different vibe to it something about the whole egyptian
2: thing. Yeah. I I I, I love that album cover. Yeah. I've uh I spent time looking at it when I got the uh the vinyl. If you if you look real close on all the hieroglyphics up on the walls, you can see there's like a Mickey Mouse on there. There's like different, something about hamburgers on there or something <laughs> like that. There's like, yeah. he's got all kinds of little stuff in there in those hieroglyphics. You just got to look
1: for right, it. Right, nice. He's got all kind of hidden crap. He puts his logo on everything he does too, right? Yeah, right. it's
2: always on there somewhere. Yeah. The old Derek Riggs. Yeah. Yeah, Power Slave
0: just had like, a, when I first heard it, it had like almost a magical quality. Yeah, there's so many good songs. Again, so many good songs. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, and then I mean, whenever I think of Maiden, I think of Live After Death because I think I wore that. I think I wore that tape and that CD out. Well, I mean, that was this tour. Right. And there's so many songs, like, they all just go so well together, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, Live After Death. I remember had the VHS, and I, I yeah. pretty much damn wore that thing out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember I had imagine? this on. I had Live After Death on tape, vinyl, VHS, and then CD when it came out, you know? it's was like, yeah. had to have it.
1: Can you actually imagine seeing them on this? On this tour, the tour for the Power Slave album, the yeah. Live After Death. No,
2: tour. that's what I've always said. If I could get a time machine, I'd go, and back, and go back, back to, to a concert. Yep. And I'd be the one.
1: I would have know. to be in Long Beach, Arena, <laughs> screaming for Bruce.
2: <laughs> no doubt. But ace is High. Yeah, ace High
0: Midnight.
1: The instrumental was a twist, Lost for Words.
0: The Rhyme. Yeah, I always
1: thought it was cool. I think in English class in high school, the English teacher. Let people bring in Iron Maiden yep. for "Rhyme of the Ancient yep. Mariner." Yeah. Oh yeah! I always made sure to bring in the live after death version. So it's like you know, this yeah. is one not to do if your butt shits on you. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean.
2: I know. I remember that was like all throughout high school. That was something I was looking forward to. Was getting a senior English so I could freaking bring in Iron Maiden. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, but it had to be the live after death version just because. I just remember the teacher was talking when that holds when that section came up and the teacher started talking about it I was like fuck yeah and (laughs) she was like you know traditionally we'll let uh, you know Iron Maiden the band they did a cover of it we'll let you know if somebody has it and I was like I got it I got it nice
1: (laughs) (laughs) the joy of teaching or the joy of of learning I was
2: was like the one kid in English class that was like fuck yeah and everybody else was like what the (laughs) right it's the teacher's way of reaching out y'all she's trying to connect that's right yeah so this is I mean it's you know the major classic songs on this one: "Ace of Side, Two Minutes," "Power Slave," "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner." But oh, you know, liked the mean, yeah, the Duelist, "Flash of the Blade," yeah. "Back in the Village" again. You know, it's just back in the back, village. You know, "Back, back in, the, in the, the Village" almost oh, had yeah, that back in the rock the village, and roll. About about thing. A million times yeah, on that one, yeah.
1: <laughs> but don't you think "Back in the Village" almost kind of had sort of that '90s era, kind of more rocky vibe? You know what I mean? Like just kind of not like hey Adrian, but I mean like rock and roll <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I'm sure you knew what I was
2: going for but <laughs> Just in case it sounded in case like you, that you just vomited that right out of your throat there It, like, yeah. it just slid right out
1: <laughs> it Slid right out <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't enough lubricant, sorry
2: but Yeah, album closer, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner 13 minutes, 45 seconds
1: And that was definitely a super progressive track Because that song kind of put you there One of my like, best songs well, like when they did it alive after death like it really puts you in the headspace
2: yeah, and, they had the little sound effects going on yeah with, you know, with the boat and shit yeah it just it painted
1: a picture and there's not too many songs that really do it like that but robin the mariner, when i hear it it's like a movie it's like i can see him
2: yeah they've got a lot it's of really, songs like that though that you can kind of like visualize you know what i mean yeah they sort of bring yeah. it to life
1: bruce, bruce has that gift bruce brings it to life It's like a vitamin supplement for metal. (laughs) Give give it to Bruce. He'll make it better.
2: One After One by the Stardust. kill yes. Yeah, I don't think there's, there's pretty much nothing wrong with that one either. Mm-hmm. You know? It's hard to pick a
0: one, two, and three, but those are my one, two, and three. One, two, and three. Oh boy! Now, all, now we've entered I a new the, realm of complexity. All solid choices. Order. Those are my. Um, I'm, I'm more of an old school maiden guy, and of course the uh, the Honorable first one, and the first one, and the second one always do good. You know, oh yeah, you know yeah. if you're ever in a in a different kind of Maiden mood, you stick those in, and it's like, oh yeah, those you know it's, it's funny like a
2: killer, yeah, it's awesome stuff, yeah,
1: awesome stuff. It's funny you say that because every time I listen to those, even though it's still Maiden, it's like a, it's like a different, it's like a whole different thing. I can't explain it. It's like I know it's Iron Maiden, I know it's pre-Bruce Iron Maiden, but it's like I listen to it differently than if it.
2: Well, I mean, or Iron it,
1: Maiden. Does that yeah, make
0: sense? It does. It's still Iron Maiden to me, right? But it's a different flavor, I guess. Sure.
1: Yeah. I guess it's like a ribeye versus some fancy fillet, maybe. I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, it's the same. When you go in, and listen to the to the Blaze era stuff. I mean, you go in, and listen to it. Yeah, it's Iron Maiden, but it is different, you know. I mean, yeah. I just but, read a thing the other day. Uh, Steve Harris was talking about how people seem to be kind of coming around a little bit more at this point to the blaze albums really like what is it 25 years later but well sometimes
1: things resurface things that fail initially become like a cult favorite and that's probably why they still play shit from that era well it's just makes sense
2: i mean it was just the blaze is a totally (laughs) different kind of singer I mean, I've talked about it before. Right. Just totally different kind of singers. So it was just kind of a weird choice for them. Maybe they went with somebody like that because they didn't want people going, oh, you just got a Bruce cloned." Yeah. You know, so they're like, we'll go with this guy.
1: Well, it definitely draws a line in the sand and gives it a different, completely different vibe, too. So if that's what you're going for. Because, I mean, like, I love those first two Maiden albums, but it's a completely different, to me, in a way, it almost may as well be a different band.
0: It's it's pretty close, yeah. I mean, but I still
1: feel the maideness. Yeah, oh it, yeah. But it's like it's it's almost like a completely different maiden. Yeah, it's a
0: hundred percent different than. I mean, when the number of the bass comes out, it's like, whoa, that's not even the same band. I mean, I guess even it's not like it the is, same band. It's no. like
2: you can hear the same. Fa- you, you can hear the foundation. You yeah, know what I mean,
0: you can hear the foundation for sure. It's kind of the bizarre, like like you know
1: Dio. Sabbath versus Ozzy Sabbath. It's like, it's a different kind of Sabbath. You can't really compare them, you know? It's the same band, yeah. but it's like, eh. But those first two Maidens, I dig those two, too, because the energy has just got this... It's raw. Brand well. new shit. It's like, yeah. never yeah. happened Yeah,
2: before. Deanna's delivery, while, yeah, it's not Bruce, but he kind of had a little bit more... Uh, aggression? Yeah, a little bit more aggression to him.
0: Had a more yeah. rawness a to him. A
2: little more piss and vinegar. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
0: mean, even the music and and... The production, you know, It's, it's
2: yeah. Just, those those two albums. There's there's definitely moments on those that are. It was like refined, almost punk. a little, almost yeah. I was gonna say just almost got a little bit of punk to them. Yeah,
1: they're like a refined, almost like an upper crust punk because they were doing all this melody punk, stuff, heavy metal kind of. Yeah, uh, it's because they had a shitload of melody yeah. to their music, but they also had that driving and aggression the punk had, or that was even more right, aggressive. Right, exactly. Than punk. Yeah. yeah. Which, hands down. Good honorable mentions. Yes. Yeah, sh- I praise you.
2: So, from there, we'll move on to Matthew's picks. Matthew. Hey,
1: this is Matthew, Sam. Yeah. This is Sam Elliott. I'm going to introduce Matt's picks. This is Matt's, Matt's picks section. <laughs> it means there should be music playing in the background. Thanks
2: for breaking that down, Sam.
1: Sorry about that. I, don't I know know you're that Ill, was complexicated, but-, but hold on. I'm going to get some oxygen. Here comes Matt.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, obviously... I didn't necessarily have a number order, but they definitely gotta be in the top three somewhere. Although Number of the Beast probably almost has to be the number one just because of what it is. I mean that's a fuck that's a classic rock album. That's like a childhood when I'm ninety and I'm however I'm going out, I'll probably be putting that on and it'll put me in my head like I'm a kid again. Listen to metal.
2: It'll be like 92 on the metal. Yeah, we'll be ninety two on the front porch going, Play the Beast. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Shut up, Dad. We're not playing that old rock and roll music.
2: That'll be our grandkids by
1: then. By then, they'll probably have resurrected Satan or something and had him over for barbecue. I don't know. But yeah, Number of the Beast was definitely on that list just because that was like a magic. That was a a magic album for me. When I heard it as a kid, it was just like, Whoa, what is going on here? And then, of course, later, I got got into it more like around Seventh Son. And Seventh Son really had like that progressive element too, which I always liked, but... I remember they caught a lot of shit about it because they had, like, keyboards and, like, guitar sets. I think you said something about that, Adam, where it was, like, people just bitched about it. I'm like, and yeah, it's it a new dimension to the sound.
2: Yeah, and they started doing that on Somewhere in Time, which was same year Priest started doing it with Turbo. And, you know, you had your old school guys who were like, what the hell?
1: But it just added to it. And to me, that Seventh Son album just... It kind of embodied everything that I loved about Maiden. It had, all, it had the cool movements. The songs were good. The flow of the album was good. I liked the beginning and the end with the little acoustic thing. I mean, I just I fucking love that album. And then in 2000, Brave New World came out, and then, of course, then it became a three-guitar band. And as a guitar player, I probably you know, almost fainted from excitement when I knew that album was coming out because it was like... Everything I ever wanted Iron Maiden to be, they were finally going to release it. Iron Maiden with three guitars. That's like every guitar player fantasy. Plus, it sounded like it would have come perfect in the catalog right after Seventh Son.
2: Mm. I agree. It's like the other, the 90s albums kind of never happened.
1: Yeah, like it just picked up right where Seventh Son left off. I mean, its if you mixed them all together, it would sound like a perfect progression. Kind of just like Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind and... Power Slave. Yeah. But, yeah. Seven Seven Sun was definitely different, because when people started talking about, you know, the keyboards and stuff, everybody got... They drew lines in the sand.
2: I just think Seven Sun had a uh, very ambient kind of sound to it. Yeah,
1: it was very full. And it had kind of a darker vibe, too, I think. Even lyrically, like the title track just had that long middle section, like Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, and it was kind of dark, and... Mm. Then I had that kind of crazy part right afterwards. And it's been a while since I've listened
2: to that one. Yeah, it's been a while for me too. I thoroughly enjoy that one. And you talk about the whole more progressive thing. I think Adrian had a little bit to do with that. I mean, he had songwriting credits on yeah, a lot of this it's one. like
1: he's got quite a bit.
2: But And really, that the, what I heard was that was kind of the reason he left after this one. Because No Prayer for the Dying kind of went more... It was more rock and rollish. Back, it was just like rock and roll and yeah. Adrian was kinda of like the way this was going. It was kinda of wanting a more progressive kind of vibe. He always kinda
1: had that edge to me, or that kind of vibe to his writing. It just seemed like naturally more progressive. Maybe that's what made some of the maiden stuff sound so progressive. But yeah, Seventh Son was killer. And of course Brave New World just that was just such a perfect reunion album, if you will. I know it's a shitty term, and people hate that Reunion album. What does he mean?
2: No, just Going back to Seventh Son, though, I was looking at these track track lists. Shut list up, Matt. Mean,
1: we're not done talking about Seventh Son. <laughs> yeah.
2: You like how <laughs> I, I segued idiot. that?
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. The Nyquil's got them all fucked up. I'll, I'll give them some pasta. Y'all keep going.
2: No, nah, it's just... I guess it could be said with pretty much All Maiden, but I don't know. Some like, of the like, like songs. Every, like every one of these songs is like almost like a sing-along. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like they hit the chorus, and you're just... Only the good. Yeah, you're just belting it along, you know. The evil that we do. I wasn't crazy
1: about the slower ones, like Infinite Dreams and The Prophecy. Those were like the only two I wasn't. I liked them. I liked them, but I didn't like them like as much as like the title track or like the you know Mm, Moon Child. Yeah, that's a killer fucking opener. Maiden has that gift, I think, for killer opening tracks. Oh
2: well, yeah, because even on the like "No Prayer for the Dying" and "Fear of the Dark," I mean, they had great openers on them. Yeah, and, uh,
1: "Fear of the Dark" can't "Be Quick or Be Dead." Yeah, that's
2: a killer song.
1: Was "Holy Smoke" the opener on "No Prayer for the Dying"? Uh, I can't remember. Or was it? I know it wasn't "Bring Your Dafter to the Slaughter, At least I don't think. Tail Tail That's right. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. I remember when I first heard that. I wasn't
2: sure what I thought about it.
1: I didn't know how I thought about it. But, you know yes. how you feel about it now. Do I know how I feel about it now? I'm not sure. (laughs) But yeah, I mean... Give me time to ruminate and perhaps I can tell you how I think about it right now.
2: You got Brave New World opens up with Wicker Man, which is, you know...
1: That was so cool. When it finally kicked in and got going, I was blown away. I was like, fuck yes. Because it had been so long, I guess, since they'd really put out. Because everything in the 90s, I kind of... Like, you'd tell me about it and I was just sort of like, eh, yeah. (laughs) No offense. I mean, it just wasn't my cup of tea. It's like when this came out, it was like, fuck,
2: yes. Uh, Like Ghost of the Navigator, The Mercenary, The Nomad, all killer songs.
1: And just the fact that this had three guitar players on it and literally produced that way, it made the whole album just sound. It's the biggest sounding Iron Maiden album I've ever heard. Oh, wow. And that's not even because it was produced in 2000, but I mean, it just sounds massive but it sounds would you not agree that that's like the perfect follow-up to like seventh son and the catalog
2: no i think it is absolutely
1: i mean yeah so go check out brave new world that
2: is oh, you know and you got the classic maiden live show sing-along blood brothers
1: it's a good one
2: he's a good one
1: i always thought nomad was really cool and the last one thin line between love and hate some long songs on that one 9 minutes 8 minutes
2: yeah yeah you got a couple 9 minutes 7 8
1: perhaps they were flying the progressive metal flag even before dream theater i think
2: i really think once they got back together they they were kind of pushing that a little bit more
1: the progressive element yeah well they just kind of naturally had it but i think over time it just went that way because they've always been like that. They've always, you know, their topics have always been off the beaten path, not your typical metal stuff. And then, of course, getting into Honorable Mention, i got to say somewhere in time, as a guitar player, that album has just got harmonies out the wazoo. There's actually, like, some four-part harmonies.
2: I agree. They went nuts on that one. Like on Deja Vu
1: and Loneliness and Long Distance Runner, and it's just like, as a guitar player, it's like, it's like a drug addict. It's like, oh, give me more. There's more harmonies.
2: Every song yeah, has harmonies. Yeah. I mean, it was just, they went nuts on that album. <laughs> I mean, there was just so many killer parts. Yeah. So many killer parts.
1: And songs, too. I mean, it was, was a good one.
2: Songs. <laughs> were fucking amazing. Christopher Walking. I saw you guys. I, I had didn't to make even hear a you stop. come in.
1: No, Sam dropped me off earlier. Just Where had a few shots.
2: Oh, you've been upstairs
1: training? I was hanging out. Millie sneezed in my pasta. I ate it. It was great. It was delicious. I'm glad you could make it. It was like melted snails, but I don't eat that shit anymore. But anyway, some time. It's a great album. Go ahead, Matt. Sorry, guys. Anyway, I'm going to go talk to Sam. Yeah, just all the fucking guitars and the harmonies and even the subject matter. Like Alexander the Great. I thought Deja Vu was cool. The one song I wasn't really crazy happy about was probably Heaven Can Wait. It's just too sing and just it's almost like, like Sea of Madness is a badass fucking song. I like that song.
2: Yeah. Heaven Can Wait's like the only thing, one of the only two songs they ever play live. Off of it's that just album. not. I don't understand it, but.
1: I mean, that album has so many more other kick-ass songs on it than that one, but yet, why do they play that one? Maybe that's me being bitchy. I don't know. But but yeah, I love like Deja Vu, Loneliness, Long Distance Runner, Wasted Years. Stranger in a Strange Land. Yeah, I mean, the whole fucking Washington album, ones, really. Yeah. Basically, except for Heaven Can Wait. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I mean, I still kind of like that one in context. But anyway,
0: blah 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 blah. Shut up.
2: Heaven yeah. Can Wait. Yeah, uh, well. Uh,
0: we have I guess, intersections. Yes,
2: mine are uh, fairly in line with the other guys. Obviously, Number of the Beast because. Hail Satan. Because.
1: Because Hail Satan. Yes.
2: Yeah, I think we've we've uh, talked about that one quite a bit. Uh.
1: The devil manipulated all of us into picking that one. Don't be shocked by that, folks. It's a conspiracy. You're I kind of broke mine up uh, nerd radio. style.
2: Hey, quit talking. I'm talking. Shut up. Sorry. Up. Shut up. Would
1: you say hurt style?
2: No, I said I kind of broke mine up nerd style. I nerd went sort style. of like before the classic lineup, so I got Number of the Beast with the classic lineup, so I got Somewhere in Time, which might really be my ultimate favorite because that's just... Was kind of my introduction.
1: That's a good sampling, though, over the catalog, like those three.
2: And then obviously, uh, with the uh, new lineup, with the Three Amigos, uh, Brave New World. But somewhere in time, I don't, I don't know, just something Why do you about think that that's album. Your favorite? Yeah, I think somewhere Why? in time
1: is. Huh? Why do you think that one's your favorite?
2: I just like the uh, the ambiance of that one. I don't know. I mean, it just had like because truth had, be told, it torn. sort of had to, what.
1: Now go ahead. Well, I was gonna say just. I think you were one of the first people I knew that had that album. I hadn't really heard it. And when I heard it, I was like, I would dig this version of Iron Maiden because I'd heard all the Live After Death before, but I hadn't heard that.
2: I just, I don't know, something about it, I, I guess with the sort of sci-fi approach, I thought the mix of the album kind of went with that. It yeah. kind of had a, I don't know if I want to say like a cold feeling to it, but it kind of had that sort of space, whatever. I don't know what the hell I'm trying to say, but... It just had a different vibe to it, like a distant kind of vibe. Yeah, I know what you you're know saying, what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Um, and behind Power Slave, that's that's probably my favorite album cover. The, the, Derek Riggs packed so much yeah, crap like, onto that album. Like, oh, yeah. You can just sit there with a microscope. And and just, uh, I think we used to talk thing. about
1: that in high school. It's a killer album. Like how many song cover. tracks you could find, like in the artwork and stuff like that.
2: I think the the first thing I heard off of that one was. Stranger in a Strange Land. I saw the video
1: for it. And I think that.
2: that just something about that song just just hooked me. It's like everything on there is killer, so I don't know why they ignore this album. I mean, there's a lot of real up-tempo stuff on this album. I mean, like, like really up-tempo. Caught Somewhere in Time, Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner, when that starts kicking in, I mean, that's just fast. Of course, Stranger, Deja Vu, and you got Alexander the Great on the end of it, but, mm -hmm.
1: I mean... Do you think maybe they hit a point after the whole Power Slave thing, the World Slavery Tour, Live After Death, that, that, like, people were, like, expecting power slate part two like maybe they weren't ready for him to kind of go off into like synth world and stuff like that and maybe that
2: i think maybe that that had a part of what i was trying to say earlier they started using the synths and that kind of went in with the the sci-fi approach but it just kind of gave it this weird spaciness
1: but do you think maybe that's what threw that album into like that purgatory stage maybe where they didn't get a lot of like fan recognition or people into it or whatever
0: you don't think somewhere in time got a lot of fan recognition? Well, I mean, well,
1: to see that it doesn't get a lot of play on concerts, I mean,
0: I mean, I know they've got a finite me, number of songs to play, but still. To me, I kind of, I kind of fell off the. Unfortunately, I kind of fell off after Seventh Son. Really, and I probably didn't give that one. I mean, I listened to it a lot when it came out, but. You know, um, I'm more of a old school kind of maidenhead, I guess. Kind of like love after death before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do like somewhere in time, for sure. I mean, obviously, I got the poster behind you there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. It's kind of put. It just puts me in a headspace. Yeah. High school. Yeah. It came out '86. I was 12 years old. That's kind of like what you were saying about the beast. Yeah, it just kind of puts me back.
1: Yeah, it's like when a I was traveler. when
2: I was like hearing all that kind of stuff for the first yeah. time, you know, and I'm just like, wow,
0: yeah, and that's
2: so freaking cool. And you're right,
0: it's definitely up above the other ones. It's it's just like it's you know they're different level. Yeah, they're building and they're building, right. and They're building, and it's even it's even higher up than yeah.
2: It's like every time they do it, before they just, it. Yeah. yeah, it just keeps yeah. getting better and better and better. Yeah. well, not maybe not better, 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 but
1: they keep adding notches.
2: Yeah. It's more in depth, right? So, but uh, yeah, so I put Brave New World on there too because nice all the choice. reasons, uh, all the reasons we just talked about. A Couple mm-hmm. of honorable mentions that are in line with Bill, Peace of Mind, and Power Slave.
1: Excellent honorable mentions,
2: sure. Because you know, how can you go wrong with that stuff?
1: Peace of mind. Those are just like magic albums, like the backward speaking part of the beginning uh, of Still Life. Enough. I always thought that was weird. No. Isn't it something like incredibly just like something dumb that he said and they played it backwards? I like don't remember. Probably, yeah. People thought, remember. you know,
2: that's, that's Satan in the music. Listen to it. The they devil it did that. The I devil was, did it. I was looking up.
1: He recordified it and played it backwards. Listen to it. If the devil he Recordified and it, made and
2: it. And he it and then he maidenized and it.
1: Then he maidenized it. Then he satanized it. And Then he re-satanized it. And <laughs> satanized it. Sounds like Saint Pete on it or something. You your knives? Then I don't know what that means. <laughs> Shut up, man. The devil's piss. Yo, y'all want me to take him out back and whip his ass, roadhouse style? <laughs> <laughs> I can call Dalton. He can be here. Like I was five gonna minutes. say, only
2: if we can get the spirit of Dalton in on that, I'd, I'd, I'd drink a beer and watch that.
1: No, we're not gonna do any of that weird roadhouse ghost mashup stuff. That's just crazy. <laughs> I'm going to get the real Dalton here. back. Spin
2: Matt around and cover him up with clay and (laughs) kick his ass. (laughs) Cover me up
1: with clay? Oh, Jesus. You
2: watch Ghost.
1: You said Ghost. I've never seen Ghost. I've seen Roadhouse like a million times, but I've never seen Ghost.
2: Yeah, I've seen Ghost.
0: I saw it in a theater. All right, here it goes. I'll I'll let you guys. It looks like it was um, Nico.
1: That was still life.
0: Yeah, he he was uh he was being silly. You Imagine that. The thing with three <laughs> bumps. Do not meddle with things you don't understand, followed by a belch. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is just the brilliance of Nick
1: of course it sounds nothing like that. Yeah. It sounds very demonic and weird.
0: need <laughs> to
1: <laughs> now play that backwards and do whatever it tells you to do. Which is probably to go through. three times. Go to our webpage.
0: <laughs> Get some merch.
2: <laughs>
1: Melnery.com dot com slash merch. Anyway, that is our top three discussion of our favorite maiden albums with some excellent honorable mentions.
2: Yeah, I guess the uh the moral of this story would be uh just listen to all of it.
1: Yeah, Yeah. just go get some Maiden.
2: (laughs) You can do like Matt started getting me into, pick Iron Maiden as a project band. Yep. Start at the beginning and just listen to every album.
1: And if you don't own it, just go out and buy everything and then just listen to like an Iron Maiden orgy for like a month. That's all you listen to and you'll, you'll get in deep, but you'll feel better. Trust me. Oh, yes. That sounds like excellent medical advice. This is Sam Elliott. I probably won't be here next time, so y'all take it easy.
2: <laughs> thanks for stopping by, Sam Elliott.
1: No problem, guys.
2: Hey, guys, thanks for letting me
1: show up, too. It was a good time. All right, anyway, we're going to get out of here. See you guys. Listen to Metal Notary Podcast. Later, Satan.
2: Thanks, peeps. Nerd out. This is, this is Metal Notary